So welcome back again to Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. This morning I am joined by Sharon Hecate, or Hearty, excuse me, I probably got that wrong, but anyway, she'll correct me in a second. Um, Sh- Sharon is from the Communications Office in the St. Patrick's Sanctuary in Loch County Donegal. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, John. Very well, thank you. Now, I could have got two things wrong there. Is Loch in County Donegal? It certainly is. I'm it's going, in Petty. It's just near Pettigrew. Just near Pettigrew. Thanks a lot for joining us, Sham. Um, people from West Limerick um, have often gone up to Loch Derg, uh, experienced both a three-day visit and a one-day pilgrimage. And uh, we thought we might just share a little bit more information this morning for those listeners who maybe not, maybe have not heard so much about Loch Derg in the past. So, Sharon, for those people who really haven't got a clue about Loch Derg and so on and so forth, can you share with us a little bit about what is Loch Derg and its history and so on and so forth? Well, Loch Derg is uh, one of Ireland's um, sacred islands, and it's been a place of pilgrimage since the 5th century, John. It continues to be a living place of pilgrimage today, and um, people have been coming to this sacred place on pilgrimage, uh, particularly families handing on the the faith Mm. uh, down the generations. And, I mean, some it's really now some 50 generations later that uh, many families continue to keep on the tradition, and Loch Derg is well known for its three-day pilgrimage and uh, originally the pilgrimage would have been 15 15 days in length John but um, it has uh, and it uh, over the generations it has moved from 15 to nine days and then in more recent times it's become the three-day pilgrimage but the very core elements of the three-day pilgrimage remain and that is the 24-hour vigil mm-hmm. where people where people this is the continuation of unbroken prayer on the island John mm-hmm. and a the fast period as well where people will just have one meal per day and um, so over the course of the three days you have one meal of um, dry bread uh, or dry toast mm-hmm. um, with black black tea or coffee and sugar and um, you can have sugar in your tea and also oat cakes wow. and that very much follows the monastic tradition in the very early days of really just a diet of, of bread and water and um, you may not be familiar or your listeners may mm-hmm. may not be familiar that Loch Derg was one of the early amongst a few other locations of our in Ireland the very early monastic settlements um, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so therefore, the island very much comes from that tradition of the monastic tradition. Um, and the other aspect of the pilgrimage is the bare, being barefooted, which I think everyone maybe knows about. And whenever yeah. you mention mm. the, bare, the barefooted pilgrimage, John, people mm. do remember that they've heard about Loch Derg. So mm-hmm. people come and they remove their shoes and socks and they are very much then bonded with the the tradition of the spirituality of the island. They're completely removed then from the material world. So they cross over on the boat. It's just a short 10-minute boat journey Mm -hmm. from the lakeshore over to the island. And they leave their bag in their dormitory. Uh, There's male and female accommodation, Mm -hmm. very basic Mm hostel-style accommodation. They remove their footwear 
and they they have their little prayer program for the three days and they then join us on the island and that's where you you uh, say a mantra of prayers over the three days that are called the stations mm -hmm. and they are performed a walking a kneeling a and continual walking which is circling around the basilica and around the penitential prayer beds and uh, that's a lot of the imagery that you would often see yeah. about Loch Derg. Mm -hmm. But people are very much uh, in their bare feet. They've removed the material world we live in. They've come away from the hurly-burly of everyday life and they spend time in a sacred space uh, unburdening themselves maybe from that which is holding them back in life. Mm. For others, they are seeking or searching answers, and indeed many, many people, and only over the past weekend, John, we've just opened, and um, many people I've, I've experienced and had conversations with who are here to give thanks for just having a wonderful life, beautiful families, mm. healthy families, you know, people coming in Thanksgiving, and what has been lovely to see, mother and daughters, fathers and sons, oh, no, you know, yeah. sisters, mm. lovely family connection, John, which which is fantastic, and we hope very much feeding into, um, you know, the wonderful event next year, which is the World Meeting of mm. Families, mm. and Loch Derg is trying very much to be connected with that and reminding mm. people that, our families down the generations, Irish families have continued to come to Loch Derg uh, to renew their faith, to pray forward for their families and to pass on the faith that has been very much part of our culture and our life. And it's been wonderful that we just had a, a two groups of uh, students uh, who arrived with us on Monday, just passed mm -hmm. from Queen's, Queen's University and from one of the comprehensive schools down in Dublin. So, you know, there are young people also coming back to the island, which is wonderful to see and very encouraging for us moving forward, particularly in the times that we live in today. Yeah, um, I was there a few times myself for the three-day uh, pilgrimage, and a few things struck me. First of all, okay, it's strange when you first of all get onto the island, take off your shoes and socks, but you're not alone. There's about another 100, 150 of you in the same boat, and they're of varying ages. So they can range from as you say, teenagers, right the way up. I, I, I saw young ladies there and young men there, maybe in the middle of the night or maybe early mornings or late in the evening, on those rock beds in their bare feet. And it really, they, they were immersed completely in what they were doing, i.e. prayer, or taking some time out in a sacred place. And I think you kind of struck um, the idea there of, coming away and leaving the world behind. So I assume the mobile phones are left behind and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah. They are, John. I mean, whenever you come as far as um, the island, really, there's very little signal for any any <laughs> mobile device or technology anyway. to work. So, yeah. um, yes, it's very much it's a, a total technology detox if you yeah, want to say yeah. that but it's also a detox from so much in life you know I mean many of us can carry around so many burdens and, and things that just hold us back and mm. um, from really truly living our lives the way maybe we would like to and one of the beautiful things and you've maybe experienced it on Loch Derg is the sacrament of reconciliation yes. yeah. because John after you have been going through the the night you've done your 24-hour vigil mm. you've you've 
experienced some of the beautiful sacraments already on the island. You have started to unburden yourself. You've come into a beautiful, peaceful space, not only physically on the island, but also within yourself. And by the time there is the opportunity to experience the sacrament of reconciliation, which is again a very beautiful experience on the island, and I know so many people talk Yes. experience that sacrament on the island and I know people can oh, they don't have to you know there are many people who come not going to regular mass mm-hmm. maybe have fallen away from their practice of faith you know people come from all walks of life to Loch mm-hmm. Derg and mm-hmm. it is an opportunity for them to unburden and to leave behind in this sacred space something that has just held them back that's a weight on their shoulders and it's amazing whenever you see people leaving on their third morning um it really is that resurrection experience mm. you know the lockdown is the three day you're you're it's nearly the whole good friday uh, holy saturday yeah. and, and then on mm. the sunday the, the the resurrection is the day that they awaken that morning and they experience we hope and many say it to us they experience something wonderful that yes. they just cannot put their finger on that's right. it's just something that's very hard to articulate what i found myself personally too um was very welcome on the island too because you're there for three days you end up meeting people and chatting with people who also have burdens in life the same as we you know the same as i would have burdens in life but because within that place we're able to open up to each other maybe give each other a little bit of time to listen to what the other guys got to say i find that very beneficial on the island it is john and you know recently someone said to me um uh, just a family member you know one of the greatest gifts that we can give somebody is time yeah it is such a pres- it's, it's such a precious commodity these days and we're so busy we really don't have time for people and mm. i think you're absolutely right people love the fact that they meet people from all walks of life yeah. people they hadn't even planned on meeting and they probably won't see again but yes you're ex- you are right that they they're in a space where there's no judgment everyone's welcome no one looking at you asking you know what do you do where are you from yeah, it's not yeah, about any yes, of that it's right. just about being who you are you know, and in the sacred space that you find yourself in something just something unlocks I think within mm, you mm, you know mm. and uh, you just experience you experience companionship I think in a way that we don't really experience in our everyday life so therefore those of us who might be thinking of, there might be listeners um, who are listening to, to, to you chatting there and thinking about, look, Dirk, I might give it a go and so on and so forth. First of all, the three-day pilgrimage again. Um, just when does that happen and when does it stop and all the rest of it? Just give us a few details on the three-day one, please. The three-day pilgrimage is currently run 1st of June and people can come at on any day. They don't have to book. They can come on any day up until 3 o'clock and uh, up until the 13th of August. That is the last day that people can come on the island to do the three-day pilgrimage. Mm. Um, and from uh, the Limerick area, uh, we have uh, Fitzpatrick's of Lisole okay. and they organise three pilgrimages to Loch Derg in the three-day pilgrimage season. One of those has just happened last weekend on our opening weekend, but they are coming again on Tuesday the 25th of July, and they will also 
a come one further time in the season, which is Friday the 11th of August. They have a full timetable as well, and they will be picking up from the Limerick area. It is available on our website, or people can phone us at Lockderg, or indeed they can phone Fitzpatrick's direct. And their phone number there, I think it's 068. Yes, they can. It's 087 mm-hmm. between 9 and 6 in the day. They can phone Fitzpatrick's of Listowel to get any details of the pickup times for Tuesday the 25th of July or Friday the 11th of August. Beautiful. Now, the one-day pilgrimage varies. I mean, there's there's some days when it's on and some days dedicated to specific ideas. And yes. So, so maybe run through that, please. Yes. The one-day pilgr- one retreats is a very different experience on the island, John. Mm. Um, you're there for the one day. You keep on your footwear, mm. um, welcomed by a nice cup of tea or coffee and a, a scone, mm-hmm. and you have a light lunch as well. But the day they run, they will commence again on the uh, in August, and uh, they start on the third weekend um, and continue through uh, into September. But they run every weekend, and I would just suggest if anyone was interested in travelling to Loch Derg for a one-day retreat, that they would check our website or phone us just to confirm the days that are are available. But also mm-hmm. to book, it's really important that people book. And often, whenever people are traveling from the, fur- the further points uh, in Ireland, they tend to maybe come and stay in the Pedigo area or near to it mm. so that they can fully enjoy the day. Because the day really begins, people will be on the island anytime from half past nine. The retreat officially opens at 10.30 and it concludes at four o'clock. And if they want to contact you, um, Sharon? Yes, they they can contact us direct on Lockdurg. They can go on the website um, and then they can also contact us on our phone number, which is Mm -hmm. 071-97-31980. Okay. But they can easily find us online. Online, and we will put that information up on our up on our own blog. I think there's a few there's a few days uh, that that are specific for for certain um, uh, focuses. I mean, one there's a family day retreat. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, work? the family day has uh, been it's been running for the last um, few years. It's a day dedicated to families, which we very much opportunity to renew the family relationship with God mm. um, and the family day this year will be on the 18th of August and that's a Friday and we would have um, for the younger members of family uh, we, we tend to have craft and and some fun time but it's very much integrated with a, a spiritual reflection okay. um, so and it will then link with uh, the family mass we often have the young people working with us and preparing something beautiful for the family mass in the afternoon so it's a lovely day really just for families to again come apart from the busyness of everyday life and just to really put God at the centre of their day and to reconnect as a family in their relationship with God and, and that's on Friday the 18th Friday of the August 18th. the 1st of September, is. The, I think there's a nice quiet day organised, some of our listeners might be interested in that 
Mm-hmm. The quiet days um, on the island is a very, it's an unstructured day, John. There's no program set. Uh, the only thing that we organize really is that the boat's there to bring people over in the morning to the island and they can come over for a couple of hours or they can come between the hours of 10 and 3 o'clock. They mm. can be there for that whole time or they can just be there for a few hours, whatever they wish. Uh, we ensure that they have something light to eat at lunchtime. But, you know, the day is really theirs. They, they actually have the sacred island off Loch Derg to themselves. And John, it's not a day that would be very busy. Um, it's maybe you could have a dozen, you could have two dozen people mm, on the yeah. island. So there really is, it's it's a time where people can just completely switch off. Maybe some people bring their own prayer or reflection material. Um, you know, other people just maybe come with a Bible and nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, so really it's it's a day for yourself. Beautiful. And can I just mention just a, just one more one day uh, retreat? It's living with suicide day retreat. There might be some people who that might that might just touch. Yeah. You might tell us a little yeah. bit about that, please. Um, we've been running the Living with Suicide Day retreat, um, John, for the last oh, must be maybe five years now, and. Unfortunately, I think we're all very aware of the impact of suicide and, and, and the rising numbers, really, um, and and really the impact on families and community um, across Ireland. And very much, um, we work with a spiritual director, Father Cahill Deary, from the Monaghan Diocese. Um, I think you know that Loch Derg mm-hmm. uh, is within the, Mon- the Diocese of Clogher. Yes. And... Um, uh, Father Deary has uh, been very much part of the spiritual direction of this day retreat and it is very much, it was birthed through the witness of many of the clergy in our own diocese, the number of suicides that had happened in recent years. So we put together a day, um, John, it's, it's a day really that those who are bereaved by suicide or who are working in the area of suicide awareness mm-hmm. and prevention um, to come and, and to have their own day in this oasis of calm, a day where maybe they can put some shape on on really what happens around this whole this whole terrible terrible mm-hmm. situation that many people can find themselves in after after a, a suicide has um, befallen their family and their community. Uh, it's a day where we would always have a guest speaker. Mm-hmm. And also, Father Deary very much leads a beautiful reflection and beautiful prayer service. And it's a very gentle and easy day, John. And it's really, we're there for people. And Loch Derg, as you know, is well known as, as a great place of healing. Yes. Um, it's, been a pla- it's been a place of healing for families down the generations. And, and only recently, uh, you know, in the last year, you're, I know you're aware of the book uh, that Professor Eamon Conway has um, written last year, which yes. is Lochderg Island of Quiet Miracles. And, and you know, they're not the miracles that meet the headlines. They're, you know, people aren't coming who are, um, you know, unable to walk and suddenly they walk. What happens to people who come to Loch Derg and the type of healing that happens is the healing of the heart and the healing of the soul, as well as the healing of memories. So that Living with Suicide a Day retreat is very much about that. It, it's to help in some way, if we can, that the grace of God can touch people that are that are just bereft of knowing why uh, something like this has happened to them. They've yeah. no words to put on such a situation, but the healing of Loch Derg, we hope in some small way, can help people. And the date of that particular day? 
Jim? That will be on Saturday, the 30th of September this year. Okay. Just before we finish up um, a little chat, um, those people who might be in the area might be able to get on the island, um, might be able to visit the... Have, have you got a, a little centre there just on by, just by the shore where, where people maybe can visit and maybe go on a pilgrim walk? Yes, we do, John. Um, at the lake shore, there is the pilgrim shelter, and in there, we always have playing uh, on our on on the looped DVD a little bit of the history of Loch Derg. And I know many people who come um, during the summer months like to maybe go in and sit and listen a little bit about Loch Derg. Mm. And right beside the pilgrim shelter, there is the pilgrim path walk. And if people wanted to walk that, they can walk about this is about a nine k walk. Now they don't have to walk at all. They can mm -hmm, just walk mm -hmm. a little of it and then mm -hmm. come back to the shore. But you have a beautiful view of the island. You can, you know, easily see it. And it connects us very much. The Pilgrim Path Walk connects connects us with our families of, of the past because that particular Pilgrim Path is where everyone, John, had to walk whenever they originally came to Loch Derg down the centuries. It's only in recent years um, that, uh, you know, people would have come to this other, the other part of the shore and crossed over to the island. So the Pilgrim Path is a way in which people who can't go over to the island or maybe are not in the physical health mm -hmm. to be able to do mm -hmm. the pilgrimage, that they can walk a little bit of the pilgrim path and say the traditional prayers that are the very simple prayers that Loch Derg has always been known for, the Our Father and the Hail Mary um, and the Apostles' Creed. They are the central prayers of our pilgrimage. And, you know, people will often walk along the pilgrim path and, uh, and repeat those prayers. And then there's the beautiful uh, St. Bridget's Chapel. Oh, yeah. at the lake shore mm -hmm. as well and people can go in and spend some some quiet time in there and that's a sacred sanctuary that's always blessed at the beginning of each of each season and just finally for those people who mightn't be able physically to get up to Loch Derg but might want to share maybe a prayer maybe maybe um maybe share a prayer petition with Loch Derg that, that facility is online is it for people to put in a prayer petition it is indeed. Again, if they go to lockderg.org and you click on prayer, uh, you can go in and write your prayer request there, and that comes directly through to the prior. It's linked on. It's linked through to the prior's office, and uh, he will carry those prayers forward in the intentions of all the pilgrims um, on Lockderg. So that is ongoing, and indeed, for those there may be many people out there uh, who are connected with us through our social media, particularly our Facebook page which um, we share a lot of uh, reflections as well. And there people have been starting, John, to share with us uh, through private messaging now. They share with us their prayer intentions. So Beautiful. those are two ways in which people can keep connected with the island. And then the prior, whenever the Lockdark pilgrimage season concludes in October, Father Owen, who's the prior of Loch Derg, is also the parish priest in Pettigo, and he continues throughout the whole of the winter months. Every Tuesday in the local chapel in Pettigo, Father Owen offers the Mass up for all the pilgrim intentions and indeed all prayer requests that Loch Derg receives throughout the year. We remember all our pilgrim friends in that Mass. Well, thank you so much, Sharon. I, I think really you've really covered everything there from people with... Um you know, with the physical need, would maybe with the spiritual need, definitely. People who can get there and people who can't get there. Maybe just before we go, you might just share again those contact details again. I know there's a phone number and there's um, 
there's a web page. Yes, you can contact Loch Derg uh, through our website, which is just lochderg.org, mm-hmm. or by email, info at lochderg.org, or by telephone on 071-986-1518. Thanks so much for that, Shan, and we'll put all those details up on our blog. Again, thank you and all the staff, the prior and all the staff there on Loch Derg for really um, providing people like ourselves um, with this with this wonderful facility to be able to go away for a quiet time without any interference from the outside world just it might be for a day and it might be for, for three days find out a little bit more about ourselves and maybe in the course of that maybe help somebody else on their journey too thanks so much Sharon. you're very good to come thank on thank you john just before we go there's a, a beautiful experience that we all have when we leave lock Derg and we get into the boat it's in the form of a prayer and it's in form of a song, actually. It's a fo- in form of a hymn. Would you like to introduce that for us? And we'll go out with that today. Well, all pilgrims who leave Loch Derg will be very familiar with uh, the Hail Glorious St. Patrick, which has um, been sung by pilgrim- pilgrims down the ages, John, as they leave the island in the boat. So thank you for having me on the show today. You're welcome. And please, God, we might even join you one of these days. So let's go out with The Deer's Cry, St. Patrick's Breastplate by Angelina. Let's hear this. I arise today through the strength of heaven, light of sun, radiance of of wind, depth of the sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's eye to look before me. God's wisdom to guide me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me.
Today.